Welcome to the Etsy Happy Hour podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, from Freestyle Travel Shop. Welcome back, everyone, and for today's episode, I am drinking Sea Glass Pinot Grigio. For today's episode, by popular demand, I'm going to talk about the 10 things that I wish I knew when I first started my Etsy business. Before I started my Etsy shop, I did tons of research. I thought I was going to be super equipped for any challenge that came my way. And for the most part, I thought I did a pretty good job at that. But there were a lot of things that I wish somebody told me beforehand because that would have saved me a lot of time and effort. So number one on my list, I wish I knew that I was going to end up spending a lot more on materials, supplies, and tools than I thought I would. Whether it's finding a better laminate, getting business cards made, getting storage bins, getting photo props, or even better lighting for video, shipping fees, Etsy fees, miscellaneous services and subscriptions, they all cost money. And you think that you're going to be prepared going into this, and I'm sure that you will be, but just account for the fact that there's going to be a lot more that you're spending money on that are kind of necessities. Some of them are things that you really can't avoid and that you kind of have to do, but there are other things that you don't need it, but it would make life so much easier. Which brings us to item number two on our list. Taxes exist. <laughs> if you intend to make money on your business, sign up for an LLC, an S-Corp, a sole proprietorship, but make sure that you do it. Generally, the whole process is very easy, but it varies on state by state. But to know about this, this is something I learned like last week, is that if you're an LLC, if you're a sole proprietor, if you are the only person on your business, your personal taxes and your business taxes are put together. It all goes on your personal IRS taxes. To help with this, I signed up for QuickBooks Self-Employed, which I got through my, I think it was $10 a month Etsy Pro license. But it's really great because you input all of your transactions, all of your receipts, and everything, if you get it through Etsy, everything, all of your listing fees, all of your sales, all of your shipping fees, everything goes into that automatically. And you can put in purchases that you didn't buy with your, if you have a business credit card, or you can exclude things that say, you know, you went to Michael's and you bought things for your business, but then you also bought some candy for yourself on a separate receipt. You can exclude that too for personal things, but it's super helpful to have and keep track of all the money that's coming in, the money that's going out, and really how much you have in the bank. You can also keep track of how much taxes you owe because hot tip, taxes need to be paid quarterly if you're a business. And while taxes are a lot of money, there are a lot of things that you can put as tax exemptions, like how many times do you go to the post office a day, a week, a month? I'm going every day practically, so my trips to the post office can get tax-exempt mileage, which is, I think, 56 cents per mile. So that's money off. But if you're not sure what the right situation is for you, whether you want to be an LLC, an S-Corp, a sole proprietor, or even an incorporated, you can ask your parents. They kind of know about how that stuff works. Or a tax specialist. If you've done your taxes with a person before, ask that person. But if you're like me, and I've only done my taxes through TurboTax, and I've never talked to a real person, you just call somebody up, H&R Block, even TurboTax, QuickBooks even, and talk to somebody. They have all the answers and they're really great for helping. 
Okay, item number three on our list. Sign up for a business credit card. This doesn't necessarily need to be a like Amex business credit card where you're paying 500 bucks a year. It could just be a credit card that it's only being used for business. You can use a personal non-business one if you like. You could use a travel points, you could do cash back, doesn't matter. But if you're buying a ton of things for your business, you might as well get paid back for it in travel points or cash back, you know, free money is free money. I do know that the Chase Inc. Business Preferred Card and the American Express Blue Business Cash offer two to three points per dollar on shipping costs. That is huge. Depending on what your business is, if you're shipping heavy stuff or shipping internationally or oversized items and you're paying a lot of money in shipping costs, that could be a really great card because two to three points per dollar, that adds up quickly. I just signed up for the American Express Hilton Honors Surpass card. And while it's a travel card, and I'm going to be getting really good points on it, the regular everyday purchases, I think I'm still getting 3x the points. So I'm making it worth it. Even though it is $95 a year, all the perks for it are really good. Like, I get a week free in a Hilton resort just for signing up. That's pretty awesome. But if you do some research, there's a card out there for everyone, whether you want to pay a yearly fee or not. Getting things back for the money you spend is really important. Ah, yes, saving money. That brings us to our next item on the list. Number four, use Etsy shipping. Now, Etsy does a really terrible job of explaining how their shipping service works, but it's super easy and it's free to use. There's no need to stand in line at the post office, but the big thing is that I can use the 55 cent stamps on letter envelopes. So what happens is, is I go into my shipping and orders and I go to mark an order is shipped and I have all my shipping profiles set up. So I just pick the one that I want. If it's I'm doing stickers, then I'll say it as the letter envelope one, which is 55 cents. And then it gives me the shipping label on an envelope size. I print directly onto my envelopes with my printer, which is super helpful. And the shipping charge is deducted immediately out of my account. It's very similar to stamps.com or pirate ship, but stamps.com is not free. And pirate ship, while it is free, you can't ship in letter size envelopes. Everything is considered a package with them. So you have to use something that's like a, a flat mailer, even if you're shipping a tiny little sticker which is not really worth it for me because also you're paying $350 plus in shipping of a tiny little sticker that somebody bought for maybe a dollar, two dollars. That's not worth it. And as a consumer, that is definitely not worth it. But if I'm buying a $2 sticker and I pay 55 cents in shipping, that's worth it. So number five on my list, how to handle customers. This is a tough one because everyone can approach this in their own way and they're still gonna be right and they're still gonna be wrong because everyone is different. So the problem is, is that most people have no idea how Etsy works. They've either never bought something from Etsy or they're so used to Amazon or buying from a regular website or even in a store. And the concept of that somebody is physically making and producing their product and that it doesn't take them one day to get to them, some people don't like that, they don't understand it, and they won't stand for it. 
They also don't really understand how custom orders work, but you know, I give people the benefit of the doubt because if I wasn't selling on Etsy, I would have no idea how any of that worked either. So it's best to give people the benefit of the doubt and help them along in the process because the better that you treat them, the better review they're gonna give you and they may actually come back to your shop. The other thing with that is that I learned that people do not read product descriptions which is absolutely wild to me. I've had people come and contact me complaining, uh, e-yelling, you know, yelling in type. Oh, my sticker, it's not waterproof. What's going on here? Well, if you read the description, I clearly say it's not waterproof. And I say that, and I said, you know, I'm sorry that you are, you know, having issues with your sticker. However, in our description, it clearly says, do not place this in an area near water. And they're like, oh, well, it shouldn't be like that anyway. I'm like, well, there's only so much I can do. You know, if you can't read the description, I can't help you. You know, if there's an actual issue with your product that really shouldn't be happening or that should have been discussed in the description, Okay, yeah, sure, we'll take it from there. But it's not on me to tell you to read the description. Like, whenever I buy anything online, I'm just not willy-nilly buying stuff. I read what it's about, I check out other places. And with that, I'd rather give a refund than get a negative review. Now, this is a delicate balance because it depends on what your product is. If your product is a lot of money, you don't want to give a refund. But if you're like me and most of your products are between the range of like three and $10, is it going to help or hurt you as the business owner? What's more important, not selling something that's $3 or getting a terrible and nasty one-star review on your shop that in the beginning, you thrive on reviews and you need those good reviews. And if somebody comes right out of the gate giving you bad reviews, that's really not good. So as time goes on, if somebody gives you a bad review, yeah, it hurts. You think about it all day, all night, you're lying awake at night thinking about that negative review, whether the person was in the right to give it or not, it still affects you, but as time goes on, if you get more and more and more five-star reviews, that's going to be buried down in the pile. And people are going to see, well, you have 300 five-star reviews and two really not good reviews. Where are you going to side with that? And for number six on our list of things I wish I knew before starting my Etsy shop, this is going to be a full-time job. Between designing, making, shipping, maintaining social media, TikTok, Instagram, adding listings, updating listings, taking product photos, taking product photos three more times, responding to customers, analyzing data, product and material research. There is a ton of stuff and this all takes time. If you have a job or a family, it's going to be even harder. So big props to people juggling a full-time job, a family, or even if you have a lot going on in your life, in addition to running your shop. Big thing, learning to prioritize and what you can do in a day, because your to-do list will get longer, but the day won't. The day is not long enough. And even if you step away from your business to take care of other things in your life, you're still gonna be thinking about your business. Your business will be full-time in your head. It may not be going on physically, but it will take up every available ounce of space in your brain. If you're not working on it, you're still thinking about it. Washing the dishes? Oh, that's a great new idea for product photos. I'm in the shower, cleaning between my toes. Next new stickers design. Next new sticker design. I'm cleaning out the litter box. 
I know how to reach more customers. All the time, it's going through my brain. Number seven, don't be afraid to increase prices. There's a fine line with pricing. You want them low enough so that people buy your stuff, but you also still want to make money and make this worth it for yourself. If something uses higher quality materials, then charge for it. If something is labor intensive, charge for your time. There's absolutely no reason to do this if you're going to overwork yourself for little reward. There are hundreds, thousands of other sticker shops on Etsy. So how do I differentiate myself from them? My prices are pretty comparable, but what am I doing that other people aren't? I'm using high quality materials, designing these products that are unique and fit a niche, and that's what people are paying for. For my magnets, I started using a high quality laminate, Oregard 215, which is typically used for outdoor signage by professional sign shops. Yeah, it costs a little bit more money, but you know what? It's so worth it. It adds extra durability, and on top of that, if somebody wants waterproofing, I go out to my balcony with my little cardboard box and I give it three coats of water sealant spray. But all of that mixed with the design process, printing, cutting, all of it, the price better be worth my time and effort. And if people want it, they'll buy it. And they do. So why not make the price more accurate? If you find that people are buying by the boatload, increase your price. If no one has purchased in a while, then decrease it. Every once in a while, I'll do a quick search to make sure that my prices and products are still comparable and competitive with the others that are similar. Something I do forget sometimes, though, is that when someone searches on Etsy for, say, National Park sticker, what else comes up? What else is grabbing their attention if it's not my listing? What's going to make them choose mine over someone else's? If it's price, I gotta make sure that mine are on par with other items. Which leads to number eight on the list. Success does not happen overnight. Expect to hit a lot of bumps in the road. There will be a lot of growing pains and uncertainty. And as I always like to say, if you're feeling uncomfortable, then it means you're growing. Which is kind of comforting, isn't it? Learn the meaning of hard work and don't give up. But don't be afraid to change directions if things are not going as planned. But give everything your best shot, then evaluate. So, I had a crummy January in sales after having a spectacular December and holiday season. I was feeling down and out, so I decided to get to work on some other things that may monetize, but will keep me occupied and sharp. So, that's why I started the YouTube with my tutorials and this podcast. And currently, I'm working on a new website with a blog. I've been glued to TikTok with commenting, liking, and producing more content in the hopes of growth there too. And that's related to number nine on this list. Be ready to make tough decisions. Should I spend $700 on a new phone? If I do, my videos will be better quality, and if the videos are better, I may get an increased following, which may lead to more sales. Is it worth it? Do I need to spend $300 on a new desk setup? If I do, it will make my space more organized and I'll have more room to work. More room to work means more things get done faster. Is my peace of mind worth it? How much should I spend in marketing? Will the ROI be worth the money? Can I handle the volume? I could have spent hundreds of dollars more in advertising in December to get me thousands of dollars in sales, but I was at working capacity so I wouldn't have been able to handle it, which is a really hard pill to swallow. It's there, it's in my grasp, but I can't physically handle it. I'm having trouble balancing my shop with my regular job. Do I quit my job or my business? 
If I continue, then both will suffer. What do I value more? A job that I don't really enjoy, but gives me a steady paycheck, or the ability to run my own business on my own schedule and have the ability to grow and expand. If not now, then when? Or can I continue to manage by balancing for a little bit longer? What does my heart and my bank account tell me? There are so many tough decisions that come along with starting a business, and you're never going to know what they are. All of that is related to the final item, number 10. If you're going to do something, do it right the first time. Now, this is something I've struggled with my whole life, but now that it's either me or no one that does these things, I've been getting accustomed to thinking this way. Between setting up the LLC and setting up my shop, I think about what things will be like in a few months. If you think you're going to need to redo something in the future, don't make it future use problem. You might as well spend the time to do it correctly or the way you'll end up wanting it rather than doing something that fits the need for today because your time is precious, so spend it wisely. If you're not sure how to do something yet or not sure how you want something to look, don't rush into it. Do your research, plan it out, make sure that whatever you end up doing, it's something that you'll be happy with for a while. For example, I'm setting up a new website right now and there are a lot of things that would make it really easy for me right now, but I know that in a few months or a year, I'm going to want to do it a different way. So I might as well bite the bullet, get it over with now, so that I won't have to do it again in the future. In addition to all of these things that I've talked about, there are so many other things that I've learned along the way that I really wish somebody told me, or at least would have thought about. So if there are things that you have learned along the way that you would like to tell others about, let me know. Send me a message on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Or if you would be interested in coming on the show to discuss your experiences and get free exposure of your shop, drop me a line. I'd love to have you. So that's it for this week. Hope to talk to you soon. Music